Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, March the 3rd, and this is oh, Thursday, April the 3rd, <laughs> and this is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com. I'm joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Dash, Inc. Dave, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing just great this morning. Well, I guess afternoon to our, uh, to our friends on the East Coast, and I am doing just great. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Actually, you're doing just great. You should be awfully tired. <laughs> I, I imagine you'd be exhausted right about now. You were up like all night long writing the companion article that goes with the show today that's appearing in the expert section at WebPro News on uh, statistical analysis. Dave, my friend, seriously above and beyond the call of duty there, man. I mean, for radio listeners out there, just, this is how hard we work. I, I'm going to take a little bit of credit. We work, but in this case, it was Dave working. He was at 2:45 this morning. He was finishing off an article to go into Web Promo News to go along with the show today. So, Dave, dude, way to go, man! Well, thanks. It's, it's a topic as as boring as some people may view stats. Uh, it, it's a topic that that I just love. So, uh, fortunately, I, I was writing on something that uh, that I'm really interested in. Uh, that you know actually can manage to keep me awake at two o'clock in the morning. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, stats may seem uninteresting on, on the surface, but as our guest, Audrey Galdam from ClickTracks, is going to get into later on in the show, um, and I think as many uh, search marketers uh, recognize, stats are what keep us going. Stats are what measure our metrics. Stats are what we give to clients to say, hey, we've, we've returned a positive re- uh, ROI for you. Um, stats are our way of measuring success. Well, they sure are. I mean, when you view stats uh, like a lot of people would, where they're just kind of scanning through and they're not really thinking about what these stats are actually meaning, yeah, it's really dry. It's just a bunch of numbers, uh, you know, very similar to the way I would view, say, something like accounting. Um, but at the same time, when you there with an understanding of what you're looking for and what it means, you're not just looking at these these numbers. You're looking at the the grand scheme of your site. And in the case of, of you know when you're doing some analysis to figure out your ROI, you're actually looking at more money. Uh, and and who can't get excited about uh, about improving their conversions and uh, and making a little more money at the end of the day? Well, absolutely. And when it comes down to it, how much money have we made for Google today? That, that, that that's the bottom line, isn't it? Well, this second or. <laughs> Yeah, the second. So you, well, you can get it right down to the second, which is a, which is a, a pretty neat trick. Now, I think we're going to be talking a lot about Google today, as everyone knows. There's a fairly major, what appears to be a fairly major update happening. But I want to get to that in a second. Um, before we jump into serious stuff, Dave, I think it's time for a little bit of culture here on our show. <laughs> yeah, it has to happen at least once. I uh, I was I was uh, trolling through Spin today, and I came across a blog entry from the Secret Diary of Steve Jobs. Now, this is a fake Steve Jobs uh, blog, but this is one of the funniest things. I've, I can't believe it took me this long to to actually read this to read this blog. It's one of the funniest things. It's done by a guy named Gord Mazur from the Lavin Agency in Toronto, Canada. 
Um, and well, I'm going to put a uh, quick link in the Webmaster Radio chat room right now, which will lead to the little bit of culture that we here at uh, Webcology on webmasterradio.fm want to deliver to you, our, our beautiful listeners, today. It's called the Eric Schmidt Serenity Prayer. <laughs> um, like I try to get through this without laughing, but um, if you're listening, if you're listening at home or in the office, actually, if you're listening in the office, you might want to put your headphones on. Um, you don't want this going out over speakers. And if you're uh, in any way spiritual or religious, all apologies. This is the fake Steve Jobs, not the real Steve Jobs. But this is probably how Eric Schmidt often feels, and it goes something like this. In the voice of Eric Schmidt, CEO of Google, Dear Lord, you've blessed me with many gifts, including a $200 billion market cap and a search monopoly that gushes cash like nothing in the history of the planet. For these things, Lord, and for allowing me to beautify the world by splattering gorgeous text ads all over every available surface, I give you thanks and praise. But now, Lord, your humble servant sings your assistance. My stock, though wildly overpriced, has dropped by nearly $100. My followers, fully vested, grow restless, grow restless and begin to seek a new promised land. Though free, delicious cuisine from every corner of the globe is available to them for 24 hours a day, like sweet manna from heaven, they still hunger for more. Though we offer haircuts and laundry and saunas and massage and a roller coaster and bumper car rides and a skee-ball arcade, and though each drone only need work four hours a day a week, and many devote one-fifth of his or her time to personal interests such as designing time machines and rocket ships that can fly to Mars or just totally fucking off. Still, these spoiled, bratty, greedy little pricks keep leaving for Facebook. Damn them, Lord! Smite them down! Send a plague upon Zuckerberg! Send something that itches and burns. That's good. But seriously, Lord, I need your help. Give me patience and kindness and courage. Help me put up with Larry's bullshit and Sergey's smug, condescending tone. Help me tolerate their Legos and Jumbo Jets and cockamamie ideas, like this crazy campus that looks so much like a friggin' kindergarten that you have to expect to see Barney leaping up from behind that bronze T-Rector riding on the replica of Burt Rutten's spaceship or having his photo taken with Meng. Dear Lord, how did I get here? And how do I get out? You know, as we all do, that I have no idea how to manage this place. No one does. You know, our ridiculous profit margins have masked our many mistakes and inefficiencies. You know this madness can't go on forever. You know what time bombs lie buried in our income statement. Lord, I come to you now in most humble suppletion to ask this favor. Let your servants succeed at something other than search. Vapor phone, social networking, desktop apps, herbal supplements. Frank, Lord, I don't care. Just make it happen. Speak to me, Lord. I'm listening. I'm all ears. Of course, if this not be your will, I will accept your decision. But I swear, if that's the case, I'm so friggin' out of here, it's not even funny. Seriously, Lord, one year tops, then I'm gone. That is all. Amen. And it's um, copyrighted to Eric E. Schmidt, 2007, published under the terms of the Creative Commons license, which is why we were allowed to use it. <laughs> well, that was longer than I thought it would be. But that was fun. <laughs> So there's the Eric Schmidt Serenity Prayer, and you know, given what's happening with Google right now, you can see you can see Eric wanting a little bit of serenity. He's got C-level execs ditching, um, and well, as you're fully aware, Google's in the midst of a fairly major update that's been named Dewey. They are, um, and yeah, we've we've sure seen it. I think uh, I think all of our listeners are, are probably uh, aware of uh, of what's going on here. Uh, and certainly, what it means. Um, it's, I mean, I would love to have a have a sit down with Google and kind of 
you know, cuff them upside the back of the head. And, and, you know, not even speaking as an SEO, where obviously fluctuations in the rankings of this degree, where they're constant and over weeks, uh, is is you know a real pain in the pain in the butt. Because uh, you're, of course, having to deal with your clients on a virtually daily basis going, but now I'm number four. Yeah, but now I'm number 11. Right? Like, <laughs> it's annoying to, from that perspective. But even from the searcher perspective and from their own perspective, I totally, uh, I don't understand what they're doing. We can see what they're affecting, um, but why they're doing it in the, in the manner that they're doing it, it just makes absolutely no sense to, to have an update that's, that's this fluid over this period of time. Well... The last time I think we saw an update that was as um, encompassing would be back in, what was it, 2003 with Florida. And um, I, I've been reading through the Webmaster World Forum. I guess I was, I was turned on to this uh, conversation by Barry Swartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. Um, people are suggesting, uh, posters in the Webmaster World Forum are suggesting that uh, this update harkens back to the, I think it was April 2004, historical data patent. But Dave, um, I, I wrote a piece on this that, that got put up in the MetaMen blog yesterday. Um, I'd like to ask you a few questions about what you're seeing over there at Beanstalk. Oh, for sure. Um, and I'm actually going to post up the, uh, the blog post itself into both of the chat rooms here right now just to make sure that our listeners can see it. Because, of course, I, I did have a chance to read it um, and found it, uh, found it to be a very good one. Um, yeah, I mean, you covered a lot of the points in it. Um, you know, I think you made a really, really good point, and, and one that, as difficult as it is, we're trying to tell our clients, which is you don't really know where it's going to end until it ends. Um, and, you know, that's the unfortunate spot, and we've been here for, for quite some time now, going on weeks, um, where we're telling clients, you know, I, I don't want to go into your site, I don't want to re-optimize your content, because tomorrow... <laughs> the algorithm is going to be different. So we're, we're going to be chasing this moving target. That's not, not an efficient way to, to do things. Normally, we're seeing updates. They, they happen fairly quickly, you know, over just a couple days. Um, you can analyze them fairly quickly after that, see what's changed, and, and make any on-site or off-site adjustments that you need to make. Um, in this case, it's, it's running over, over you know, substantial periods of time. Um, so, I mean, if, if what Google is going for, and this is the only thing I can go, Google actually might be making a smart move here. If their only goal is to frustrate the hell out of SEOs um, and, and create an environment that is just so fluid that our only recourse is to just optimize the site once and, and just really do it well <laughs> uh, and then just leave it alone because they keep the target moving constantly... Uh, if that's what their goal is, that's the only possible goal that I can see this being a, an efficient strategy for. Um, I mean, whatever data they're trying to pull by making these fluctuations as they are uh, makes absolutely no sense because we're seeing sites sit at from 10 o'clock in the morning until like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, sitting in one ranking, switching at 1 o'clock or 1.30, um, having a totally different ranking, and then at 5 o'clock at night, uh, suddenly they're in a different position. What kind of stats are you going to gain from that? Um, well, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if I can just jump in here quickly, Dave, I'm yeah. going to actually come to Google's defense here. Um, Google, when they do an algorithm update, and I think clearly, clearly this is a this is an update. Uh, Google has to inject new factors into its overall algo lifetime. 
they can't experiment on a back-end data center because it has to see how the new factors will impact rankings across the entire web. And don't forget, Google has like so many different factors based on where the individual is located, where the individual computer is located, based on uh, the city that the search originated from. Um, they, they, they're, they're, they're serving up um, easily 200,000 ads per second to go beside the search results. When Google wants to implement a change in its algorithm, it has to be done in the live stream. There is no other way to experiment. So when you're seeing, now, now we know when they, when they make a change, they want to experiment with it, and they want to, they want to gather as much data on the effects of this. So what I think you're seeing um, when you see a position at 10 o'clock change by 5 o'clock and then be changed again at 3 o'clock the next afternoon, I, I, I think you're seeing them do multivariate testing, A, B, C, D testing, and they're, you know, showing one set of SERPs, and uh, 10 minutes later, we'll show another set of SERPs. And they're gathering data from people's reaction to all of them. But again, there's no other way for them to do it but do it live time. You know, I mean, I, I agree with, with what you're saying in regards to the practice of maybe perhaps what they're trying to accomplish. However, my argument to them would be, um, you know, we, we were running, to use us as an example, we were running uh, tests of various titles. Um, we didn't change our title, wait till Google caches it, grab some stats from about eight hours, and then switch. Um, you know, people's searching patterns are different on Monday than Tuesday. They're different at 10 o'clock in the morning when most people are at work uh, than they are going to be at, at 7 o'clock at night. So if you really want to test an algorithmic factor, you need to hold it. Like it, recently, like to, to use Google, what Google was doing until recently, they'd switched from, you know, remember the Google dance, like a virtually, you know, four to six week huge shift. Um, you know, for, for the technology at the time, that was, that was all great. They'd switched more recently to almost a weekly update cycle. Um, usually Thursday or Friday night, we'd start to see some little shimmerings. That made sense. They were pulling data from a whole week. They could analyze that data and sort of compare apples to apples. But when you're taking uh, a section of data from between 10 o'clock in the morning and 1 o'clock, and then you're grabbing a different section of data um, from, you know, 5 o'clock until 10 o'clock the next morning, your user patterns, they may be the same users even, but your user searching patterns are going to be very different. I'm much more relaxed at home. I'm, I'm a lot, you know, I might look at, you know, 10 results instead of just looking at like two and then switching my search because, you know, I'm just interested in seeing what I'm going to find. Um, you know, so I, I think I, I just don't see how this, doing it the way they're doing, is actually helping Google at all. It's not helping the searchers because if I run a search right now, find what I want, call up my dad and say, oh, you know, here's this piece of information you were looking for. Yeah, it's in the Google search results. It's, you know, whatever, number two. Uh, and then he goes through to, uh, to Google, looks something up. Or, or if I do later, I want to find that same search thing. Go back later. It turns out, you know, it's on page three. I, I don't find it again. I'm going to be a very frustrated searcher. So I just, I, I, I just don't see how this is serving Google at all. And, and, and it's something I, I, I wouldn't mind touching on. I think often we as search marketers see search results. I mean, this is an obvious statement. We see them radically different than searchers themselves do. We pay so much attention to the minitude that's happening in the SERPs. Um, I, sometimes, I sometimes wonder if we actually have a, uh, a really accurate view of how search users feel about um, feel about the 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 the, the uh, search engine uh, search engine rankings if they're seeing differences. I mean, I know we are. I know we we here at MetaMen are seeing differences. I know you guys down there at Beanstalk and pretty much everyone who's working close to the SERPs are seeing them. 
But again, is it having a major impact on the searchers themselves? That's something I think I'm going to research over the next week and just start ask, doing my uh, very non-scientific tests by asking everybody I talk to. Um, we have to move really quickly. We have Andre Galdem from ClickTrack sitting on hold. He could actually hear the show, but there's a, there's a mute on, on his phone. <laughs> and um, I, want, I want to touch on the Dewey update a little bit more. I think this is an important topic. Um, Dave, where can people find out more information? Aside from the article that I wrote, where do you think people can find out really solid information? on? Um, on well, on one thing I, I would like to call on them to do, and we'll start this out... Uh, maybe in uh, on the article on, at Web Pro News. So people go to Web Pro News, um, hit up the article. If there's any comments, that may be a good place. You know what? Actually, let's make it the MetaMen. So if you go to metamen.com/blog, um, I think that's a good place where they can go to your post. Um, I'd like to start gathering in some comments from other SEOs on what are you seeing here, um, what is uh, coming up as an effect. Other than that, uh, you know, hitting the you know Barry Schwartz as you as you pointed out, hitting the forums, it is a discussion topic on virtually every forum out there. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely something to uh, to follow. Also, I mean, ch- check your stats <laughs> for people who aren't doing their aren't checking their their stats and and rankings. Um, you know, often in a day. Uh, now is definitely an interesting time to do that. Check your rankings two, three times in a day. Check your stats on a daily basis just to kind of monitor what's going on here. And, uh, and I think it'll be an interesting thing to watch. Well, and, you know, I think it's a great segue into, into the next segment on the show. I was going to ask you if you've seen any of the weirdness um, reflected in Google Analytics. But I think I want to wait for that. I'm getting, we're at a quarter past the hour. I'm getting a message from the booth that we have to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to have one of, I mean, seriously, we're going to have the stats man. <laughs> we're going to have the stats man on, Andre Caldam from uh, Quick Tracks. <laughs> it's stats season. And um, we're going to have the stats man on the show. But before we do, just to, uh, so we can pay our stats, we have to go to break, make a little bit of money for the network here. Uh, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from metamen.com and Dave Davison being Sark Dashing. Don't go away, friends. We'll be back in just a moment. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com, which just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more? Huh? I see you're working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creators for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 2008 Web Marketing Awards. 
The Web Marketing Awards recognizes the best websites from nearly 100 industries. Web Marketing Awards winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site, and a press release from PR Web. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Hurry, deadline for entries is May 31st, 2008. It's the Web Marketing Association's 12th Annual International Web Marketing Awards. Go to www.webaward.org. Sign up today. Welcome to the Daily Search Cast. Google, of course.